0: Hello, my comedy pioneers, to another episode of the Comedy Northwest podcast. Thank you so much for sticking with me. This is another great episode. My guests are Sean McBride and... What? Sean McBride? That's right. Two comedians that, for about two years straight, were constantly getting mixed up by bookers and other comedians and I was the first person to ever bring them together. This was the first time that they had met. They did a show together here in Bend, and it was amazing. Um, But yeah, this is a great episode. Please enjoy.
1: don't eat meat no. but you sure like the bone
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's fair That's <laughs> fair <Sweet. laughs> all right so i think i'm gonna start the podcast there oh we're on uh welcome to the comedy northwest podcast everybody oh, uh, I'm sitting here with some awesome guests tonight.
3: I'm trying to put this on Instagram. Is, uh, do you have a name for your house yet, or should I create one right
0: now at the start of the podcast? Uh, our house's name is Jeffrey. Jeffrey? I think you should
1: be white girl wasted, because there's a couple white girl names to get here.
3: I like that. <laughs> 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 my that. navigation was like, I know. like that. And being that the, you're the lone female here, yeah. you should, we should totally be... Uh, I'm, I'm with that. It doesn't say Jeffrey on here. What like, I'm on Instagram...
0: Oh, you're looking for the and location. I,
3: yeah, and I want to. It's like either find a location or create a location. So he has not Jeffrey
1: hasn't, White Girl wasted.
3: Jeffrey White Girl wasted. Yeah. Okay, that's what's going to happen.
1: With a G, Jeffrey, right? Geoffrey. J. No. No, 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 no.
3: I'm with her. Jeff. Geoffrey. It's my. It's based off my middle name. I don't fucking care. Oh, what? I thought it was based <laughs> off of
1: uh, Get Him to the Greek.
3: Geoffrey with two Fs. Jeffrey. That's right. Two, two Fs or two F's.
4: Two Fs is the two way F's
3: to go. Is, is two Fs the way everyone does it? Like, has there never been a scenario with just one F? Sorry, are you going with Joffrey? Why don't
1: Joffrey? you go one F-R-I? G-
3: Joffrey. G-E-O-F-F-E-R-Y. Somebody's fucking E-R-Y- pumped because... Joffrey. Game of Thrones is back. I'm not. I think I'm going Geoffrey with two Fs. Mm-hmm. Geoffrey white girl wasted. <laughs> <laughs> That's Yay! what's happening. That's what the name of the house is. You should change the internet to that. Okay. Because this is all new. He's a homeowner, as we all know, and I called him out during the show tonight because this is the post-show promotional podcast. Yes. This will air after the show, so in terms of building any excitement for the show that's already happened, <laughs> we cannot do that. We'll need to put it in the time bag and send it back.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Which we we talked about the last podcast that you were here for. Yeah. Um, the whole time bending, talking to yourself, both in the past and the future. Yeah, it's a whole true, true detective,
4: it's a flat circle. So the next time I come around, it'll be ready.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Am I loud enough or should I move this closer? Maybe?
0: No, you're good. You're doing good. Should I do this? Should I do this? There you go. Ooh, yes. you sound sexy. Yeah. Ooh, because
3: there this is my whole thinking for us, like, naming what the uh, Instagram post is. Because you're going to have, because this is the Northwest comedy podcast right? comedy
0: northwest podcast comedy
3: northwest podcast i've had jameson as well as a solid sampling of Oregon's marijuana in 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 recency serious yes. recency so but like because this is your new home and you bought this place even though you posted a picture of you and elaine <laughs> your partner in crime jumping up in front of the for sale sign like we just bought the house, and then you told me after the fact that you were actually still technically an escrow, and they hadn't even given you the keys yet. Paperwork though, was
0: still being signed. At yeah, the
3: time. which I mean, and I, I called you out on that. I, I said he lied. He <laughs> lied to everyone, but it doesn't matter. That was the, the pre Is it yes, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> that was a little dribble out the front. Hey, but according was, to CSI,
0: very... that's more than enough to say that a rape actually occurred. All right. That's all enough to
1: make a baby. So, see? Yeah.
0: So the house, we had raped this house is what it I'm is, saying. See, that's what People we claimed don't we don't
3: realize how dangerous dry humping is.
0: It is. Yeah. It's very. We had dry humped the shit out of this house. you got to wear like <laughs> three That's why we took a picture. Underwear. Though, Each. Ryan, I have
4: to say, in this case,
0: I would definitely support your decision to abort this house. No. Because of what happened. No, I'm sorry, but uh, we decided that this house is ours and we're going to keep it, right? Oh, I I definitely, I will stand
4: up for your decision to do that, too, which Uh,
0: it's brave. Both both God and Jesus and everyone uh, has decided that we need to keep this house. They
1: went through with it.
0: It is vitally important (laughs) that we hold on to it.
3: You should definitely keep this
0: house. Yes.
3: But because you're going to be here for a while, you're locked in. These are what's known as roots. Yes. You've planted some roots and definitely planted because as you guys know and you can vouch for this, this is what's known as a cookie cutter neighborhood. Could the houses in this neighborhood be any closer together? Right? There is literally like I couldn't stand it's five feet between you and every other house, and then every house has fences. Because it just, even though like a lot, people are very nice in Oregon, there's a lot of like, you know, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> no, fuck you going on. Based off of that, like it's like you're all right next to each other and everyone has a fence. No, like,
1: no, no. this no. is my we're, shit, we're very that's loving, your shit.
0: Very caring, we're a community, we are a community. You're a community? We are a so community. So is that like, well, you were here. We you just were, don't want
1: to look at each other. You were looking. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> we're a community of people that don't like, other people. Mm, but okay. we are a community within ourselves. I dig my roommate, but I want him to wear pants. Exactly. Exactly. Don't that is a it. perfect analogy to describe Bend, Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
3: I like you, put on
0: some pants. Exactly. So what yes. was it like
3: you got here and like people came outside and they're like, we don't recognize you. What are you doing here? Oh, we're actually, we're looking at this house over here. And like, yeah. well, you should post a picture jumping up in the air like you already bought it. And that's yes. how you got the idea. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yes. We took the picture and then decided to buy the house. Mm. And then so you, and then you
3: actually bought
0: the house and they said, well, put up your fence. Fuck you. We actually <laughs> took that exact same picture in front of five other houses. And then decided, based on how the picture looked, which one we were actually going to buy. Ah. Uh, yeah.
3: I gotcha. This is, all right, so I finished what I think should be the name of the, uh, the Instagram account and your internet. Since this is all, like, because it's brand new. Yeah, Like, this is ahead. all being set now. But I, I think since this is going to be home base for Ben Comedy business yeah. operations, right? Yeah. All right, so I just created. This is where
1: Ryan will jerk off almost exclusively. Yes. Yes.
3: Yes. Almost exclusively. All right. I am sharing it right now. The picture just went up there. At Sean S. McBride. Might might not make sense, but I guess you could call this the hashtag post show promotional podcast with the at Bend comedies. Ryan Trauber at Scotch Rocket at not Sean McBride, my spelling and me at Sean S. McBride. And then it is at. Geoffrey, White Girl Wasted, and Ben Comedy, (laughs) baby, baby. (laughs) So, if anybody else, for future comedians that might be on this podcast, I think that's what we should all tag it as, because it's created now. Like, that's a spot.
0: That's a thing.
3: Like, that's locked in. Like, on my, when you go on my Instagram, and you go, and you check, say, where can you go? It's saying... Fucking Geoffrey, White Girl Wasted, and Ben Comedy, baby, baby. Like Mason right. setting I, the cornerstone. Yeah. This is a thing
0: now. We just established. See?
3: I tagged everybody.
0: Uh, yeah. We went.
3: This <laughs> you, there's no
1: underscore? I told <laughs> oh, you there no. is one.
0: There is one.
3: Yeah. But I didn't put Mm-mm. one in. It's okay. That's the beautiful part about the recent it. Instagram update. What? There's the edit function. Damn. Yeah, that's right. You know what's getting changed right, motherfucker?
1: Now, at Scotch in there.
3: underscore Rocket, because obviously some alcoholic jumped on that very early. Yeah, that's why you needed the underscore. But I love the creativity, and we are done. That's saved. It's my roller
0: derby name. Okay, all
3: right. That's enough of that. That's the end of the social. Instagram networking. history was made just yes. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to smoke some of this pot. Ooh.
0: What? What? Where? I don't... I have no idea what you're talking about until July. What?
1: Where? That's oregano.
0: It is. Delicious, delicious oregano.
1: Yeah, I. so uh,
4: as I was... I... I... I, I oh, by the way, the I'm the,
0: here with Sean McBride, Sean McBride, and Jenny McPherson, a.k.a. Sean McBride with a pussy. Holla. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sounds so, better when right, I say it. So let's establish... <laughs> Uh, S-H-A-W-N <laughs> McBride, Yes. say hello. Hi, I'm Sean McBride. <gasps> All right. Uh, Jenny McPherson, a.k.a. Sean McBride with a pussy.
1: Hello. I'm and Sean then, McBride with a pussy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then S-E-A-N McBride from L.A. Yes.
3: And uh, I, I, when I promoted the show the other night, I put it on Facebook and I sent it to my cousin, the other Sean McBride. I saw (laughs) that.
0: S-H-A-U-N. Yeah, I saw that. That was... I laughed for a solid five minutes when I I, saw that. Yeah,
3: because he's always been... And it's funny, because when I was in college, like uh, my buddy Sean Reese, who's uh, at Sean Reese on Twitter, he's a writer for Family Guy. We went to college together, and we were at Syracuse, and then down the road in uh, St. John Fisher, up in Buffalo, Rochester area, uh, was my cousin Sean, the other Sean McBride, and he would always come visit... And when we would go out and get drunk on weekends, we would call ourselves the triple entente of Sean's. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, So for for any World War II buffs out there, (laughs) you guys take that one and run with it. For everyone else that doesn't get it, you should have fucking paid more attention in class.
1: Are there fangirls for World War II, Sean?
4: (laughs) (laughs) They are. uh, So actually, I write um, World War II fanfic. (laughs) (laughs) Erotic I've been fic. trying yeah, to get yeah. my hands um, on
1: some of that. My,
4: my one comparing is uh, Churchill and Gearing. <laughs> it's a forbidden love, which makes <laughs> it a little bit more interesting.
0: Well, I mean, you can only write so many different scenarios of Hitler and Ava in that last final bunker. And
1: that is infinity.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of different that's scenarios. A lot. I mean,. Every possible, it's rule forty three, right? Of the internet, yeah, yeah. through thirty four. Well, rule and you 34.
4: know, when you write fanfic, the head slash doesn't go over all so well. So you no. gotta, you gotta have, you know, you gotta yeah. have interesting pairings.
0: Yeah, you've gotta, you've gotta get some gas chamber scenes in there. <laughs> hey, it's a lot of nudity. All right, it's just, it's just waiting for some erotic <laughs> fan fiction.
1: Should I cut oh. that part out? <laughs> I think we went somewhere we should step back from. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. We were right talking about World Pen War II fan fiction.
0: Is- Where are we Um, going with this? (laughs) So Sean, tell us more about your World War II fan fiction.
3: (laughs) I I got some crazy... If you want some World War II shit, my grandpa who was a uh, he was a captain in World War II and like we only found this out like he had uh, yeah, mine was as well but go on Oh yeah 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 uh, <laughs> I think we may <laughs> learn something You guys are related uh, David Elias who was a captain in the Navy oh and he God. married my grandma right before he left <laughs> and w- <laughs> Left in, <laughs> left in World War II. I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to hear. you. I'm enthralled. This yo, is amazing. Yo, yo.
1: Did he put a baby in that lady before he left?
3: No, 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 no. But like he, my grandpa, he was over there and like was gone for like five years. And then came back and it was, he had, what uh, well, uh was just like for, you know, he had, um, I don't know why I'm blanking on it. It's because I'm, uh, what's the one where you forget everything? Amnesia. amnesia. Am- no, not, not amnesia. Alzheimer's. 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 <laughs> I see, also, and I'm, I'm forgetting Dimitra. everything, but it's because Dimitra. I'm like, I'm stoned Alzheimer's. and I was just ripping through Jameson on the way. And so it was like, he had <laughs> Alzheimer's, and I'm probably like, and even my family, like, I probably can't like now share this on my Alzheimer's. Facebook because if one of my aunts hears this and like, here's me talking about this, look, like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Our family's dirt. But he totally had another family over in France, got some woman pregnant and was like, that was his side bitch. And, like, he was paying for this other kid over there. And it wasn't until, like, he had Alzheimer's and, like, started regressing and forgetting and got off his game that he started, like, complaining about this woman that was extorting him for money and didn't realize. Like, you're talking to grandma right now. Oh, no. Wow. You shouldn't be talking about the woman you got pregnant while you were married to the lady that you're talking to. Right? So, crazy shit and uh fucked up and
1: now you're helpless war is a crazy no i
3: know i know and so it's like it's one of those but like he stormed the beach at normandy was one of those dudes like saving private ryan was one of he was one of the dudes that wasn't laying in the water (laughs) (laughs) motionless (laughs) and uh very traumatically like they did it in the movie yeah it's a swimmer not a floater yeah well he was just a fucking dude i'm making it guy You know, but it's like I feel bad for him because it was like this guy until the fucking end was like doing his thing like, all right, I'm going to fucking pay what I got to pay, do what I got to do, keep everything in check in Kansas City. And then it would it took like this fucking shitty ass, terrible disease to like fucking knock him off his game.
0: So, so, Sean, give us was your that erotic fan, fan fiction version of that story. Go. <laughs> oh, no. Uh,
4: yeah. Though, no, I want to hear I, this. I, I, I will say, though, like that.
3: I got very serious. I can stuff in here. I can yeah. feel it. Can anybody else?
4: I get a little bit of, of what he was crunched. going through because uh, when I got divorced, there was a, the tiniest bit of overlap, which everyone knew about. And a uh, lady friend was talking to me while I was asleep. And I said, oh, I love you, ex-wife's name. And that was bad enough. So I can just imagine having a whole other family in another country and have that come back to
3: haunt. Dude, he was a gangster. (laughs) Yeah. He was. Like, my brother, he was, uh, because he he always had bubble gum on him. Like, he was like a fisherman and a doctor, like one of those. Like, came back, like took the GI Bill, like made some, made shit happen for himself, like total provider the whole way. And it really sucked that, like, oh that shitty disease just kind of, like, robbed him of his mind and, like, what he had going on because it was, like, you know, one of those, like, he dies and there's, like, oh, man, like, Grandpa did all this shit back in the day, you know, and, uh... It, it, it like it blows in that regard. But like it was like he was a total fucking bad. Like my younger brother, Kelly, who I talked about at length in the show earlier tonight, because he's like he's part of my set. But he was like my grandpa always had gum on him. Like we called him Grandpa Gum. And, like, he always had, like, all
0: kinds of crazy bubblegum. Because, like, they had five kids, and so there was tons of grandkids. I'm kids. curious as to why else he would have that nickname if he didn't have gum on him. Yeah, there <laughs> was no other Grandpa reason.
3: Grandpa Gum. I know, our I know. Grandpa. For some reason, I just feel like I need to <laughs> explain all of this shit. These are
1: what testicles look like, sonny. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: I just put it in my mouth, and I gum it. Grandpa uh-huh. Gum.
3: But, yeah, Grandpa Gum. Oh, anyway, I seeing bubble gum. Oh, yeah, me too. Ball sack. <laughs>
0: <He's> like, <laughs> sorry,
3: Your man. mind always goes there, Sean McBride with a pussy. Deal with it every time. Um, really? That's what people called me in high school. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> I didn't even get it that
1: bad. <laughs> I know the feels, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, but my brother Kelly—he's snooping through my grandpa's medicine cabinet, fucking is digging back and through like the back trying to find gum. And he finds a sack that is filled with like daggers that have Nazi swastikas on them, and it was like the fucking daggers that like when he killed somebody at like close range, like that was the thing back he in just the day. That you dagger. take their you take their yeah. dagger as like a souvenir, like in the fucking war to end all wars. I dropped your ass. Yeah. And so, like, he and he had a sack full of them. There was, like, 50 of these things. Jesus. And so it was, like, one of those, like, Grandpa Gum is a bad motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Found Grandpa Gum's murder bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and then there was, like, a course, like... Kelly finds it, brings it to my mom, who freaks out, who brings it to my grandma, who freaks out and throws it all away. What? Not realizing, like, this shit should be in a museum. Yeah. And they, they just, I don't know what happened. I mean, I'm assuming somebody found it and, you know, I, I don't know. like, But it got thrown Jesus. out. Jesus. Like, all this shit.
4: You're going to have to put a trigger warning on this for uh, dudes who love the History Channel, because that story could kill some yeah, of those guys, like uh, World War II reenactors are just like having heart attacks. Dude, and, it's like the
3: American Pickers guys are having a Amer- We are going to Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Scour. God. Interesting.
1: Digging into the land.
0: I was, when I was living in John Day, um, I was cleaning out my grandma's house and I found my grandpa's old footlocker and like found his World War II dog tags and shit like that. And he was, as far as I know, he wasn't there on D-Day, but one of his friends that also lived in John Day was. And when I was a kid, it was just this really nice old guy. And then later on, I f- watched like Saving Private Ryan and heard other stories about how horrible it was. And to have such a nice guy that went through that experience just boggles my mind at this point. And I'm sorry I didn't have All the opportunity to guys. sit down and talk to him and hear stories
3: I know. I know. It's
0: crazy that uh,
3: I remember when I was in second grade on, I think it was Veterans Day, like they, it was one of those, it, it fell on a school day and they had a Veterans Day celebration and they had a guy come and talk that had fought in World War I, wow. not to World War I. And I was in second grade and I remember looking at him and just thinking, that is the oldest Human being on the planet, <laughs> 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 and like that. I mean, I'm like, there's no chance. There's anybody that is older than that guy, and it's like the the sad fact. Like, <laughs> it just makes me feel
0: old. That, like, oh my, like you know, there's a, a, most people from World War II, yeah, are gone. See, I saw the same thing. Older guy talking about the war and whatnot, and my thought wasn't he's so old. My thought was, <laughs> how did somebody so old live through the war? So, I mean, somebody that's that old can't, you know, jog oh, through next? Europe and carry a backpack. For some reason, I thought that the age that he was when I was seeing him was the age that he was during when the fought. war. <laughs> like it's like, the when war.
1: When did you start war. smoking pot? <laughs> were you a baby? <laughs> yeah,
0: I, was, I was very young. Yeah. Uh, I want to play
1: too. Like... My grandfathers were in the Navy. I think both of them were. Yeah. And I didn't really hear any stories. Because they died when I was kind of young, years um,
4: from now the stories are going to be terrible. Like, well, so I sat in a mobile trailer in the Nevada desert, and I flew planes into villages of children.
3: Yeah, that pretty much describes it. Uh, But I do have one. No, they always for me those guys like kind of like what Ryan was saying. Like I, have taught like anytime I get a chance to talk to a guy (laughs) that is like an old veteran. I mean, you get it. it. Like it recycles like the old the World War II vets. From uh, from my childhood, like, all right, my grandpa was in World War II. Like, I still have vivid memories of him being, like, all right, lucid, with it, like, doing everything. You know, even in second grade, it was, like, that World War I guy, at some point, he was... You know, like, all right, like this guy's like a fresh out. Like in like the nineteen thirties or nineteen forties, that World War One guy was like, oh man, like that guy, but like he was decrepitly old then. And even though like all right, the World War Two guys, like we've got the Vietnam guys. So like that'll always happen. Like the Operation Desert Storm guys will eventually be those guys. The Operation Iraqi Freedom guys will eventually be those guys. Like yeah. always is constantly repeating itself. But I mean like it's just like are right, when you Take it into account, especially like the the type of warfare that it was in World War II. Like I always find like I've talked to so many guys in my life, even though most of them are gone now. I'm 31 years old. Like I've had plenty of conversations with people that were in World War II, like fought in World War II. And it was always like a very like they're always cheery, smiley, happy as shit. Old guys like beautiful day out there today. So happy to see the sunrise. I've killed nine men at close range. God. <laughs> you know, you know, and it's like, holy shit. Like, and they're just happy to fucking be here. Yeah. You know? And it's just this is better than being covered in blood. It's
0: <laughs> trying four hours. Trying experiment. to compare People like that to like Portland hipsters (laughs) and just be like, "Where the fuck did we go wrong as human beings?" Those guys are. I can't believe this is
3: what I was fighting for. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but see, I take a Sean McBride's got blue
1: hair. (laughs) Sean McBride's got long hair. (laughs) Sean McBride's got a pussy. (laughs) I was born this way. I just changed my name today, okay? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I so support your lifestyle. This is where, we're at. This is where yeah. we're at. All right, let's... <laughs>
1: God. Uh, uh, was that a high I want to tell my Navy story really quick. All right. Because it always made a big impression on me. I never forgot it. All right, let's hear it's it. It's stupid, uh, but it's also kind of awesome. My grandpa knew this guy with a huge curly red beard. And one side of it just got really lumpy over time and painful, so they shaved his face and he had a big, like, I don't know what you would call it, but it looked like a growth or something. And they figured out that it was an ingrown hair. They pulled it out and drained it, and the hair was like twelve feet long. Oh Jesus! Yay. Twelve feet? Yeah, oh. exaggerated at all, or is that real? I think I cut it down from the number that I remember. Oh God. So it was real big. I
0: could believe three feet. Three feet is believable, but still huge to be inside some. But I feet. mean, it's
1: growing and just curling and yeah, curling exactly. and creating pus. Uh, hashtag areas. never forget. Like I, I recognize boat, ingrown yo. hairs right off the jump,
3: and I just yeah get to it. I mean, I, I got like there's the fucking needles sitting there by the bathroom mirror at yeah. all times for that situation. Well, this guy him and like I big old get man the ingrown beard. hairs out. You ever do that? And it's like you get it out, and it's like, all right, now it can roam free. But I'm always like, as punishment, like you, motherfucker, you got pus in there. Like I got you out. I always fucking tweeze it out. Like you it's die. like it's like Spartan. You take it out. It's like you. It's like oh, it's like it breathes
1: from the fresh air, and it's like you are. it's like dead when I got. like when I got my first two pubic hairs. I just pulled them out. It's, no, 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 I was, was in defiance.
0: Like Sparta. Because an ingrown hair is a hair that was too weak to break through the skin in the first place. So like Spartans used to do with their babies, if their babies were too weak, they would just toss them aside and just get rid of them. So these tiny baby hairs that can't make it through the skin, that's the test of their strength. And if they don't do it, they've lost the opportunity that's what to... You're going to fossilize family, in that body. <laughs> Become Spartans. a spinal bone. <laughs> no, teeth. the Spartans live right next to Downton Abbey. <laughs> well, the did. Spartans, yeah. Have you not seen the technical 300? breathing That's issue? What them down. Was a guy we'll be
1: back in a moment. <laughs> Throw the babies
0: away. Yeah. If they looked at all sickly or misformed. Oh, like
3: the fucking dude. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah, the yeah, one yeah.
0: that brings them down in 300. So they 300. threw
3: him down, but he survived.
0: Well, no. He, <laughs> the dad, took him <gasps> and hid him away, knowing that he would be tossed aside. And was like, well, this is my son, even though he's deformed, I'm going to raise him in dude, the shadows. Dude, that's the thing. should have got rid of him. Right? How, saved him? How much would that have helped Leonidas?
3: Yeah. Had he gotten rid of him? Instead, that guy's hanging out, fucking doing the whole make a wish foundation thing yeah and they're like we're gonna we're gonna chill we're gonna let this dude hang by us yeah and, What's and he do? screws him over fucking once more it's like dude you can't handle more everyone else knows that why can't you just fucking get it bang the drum kid instead he's like no I'm gonna go join this other guy boy is that a I'm gonna fucking ruin everything <laughs> it's like we got this whole fucking thing going on we're making them come into us mm-hmm. and we're just annihilating them just a Instead, goat, a goat path through hey, the mountains that hey, nobody really knew
0: about. That's just roll back, yeah,
3: and you got them, and they did it, and they were fucked.
0: Yeah, they were totes. All right, now let's do Back to the Future Two. So he goes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which See, world that's was that? <laughs> like,
3: I just. And I took a loud bong rip on that and it was like, that's what happens.
1: That's what one like where your mind go, just goes like it, right? I fixated
3: on the plight of Leonidas. It's the yeah. civil
4: war. That they go to. Yeah. In that one. To keep with the the history of war podcast Northwest.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's all back to the war. Wait,
4: right. well, it was
0: two. They, so which there's one no we war. Not talked about, yet. War two. is no, inevitable. Just did Cowboy we, times. Did we, talk about, we haven't talked about the Korean War. MASH. Let's talk about MASH. So here's something that always bothered me about MASH is that you watch the show and it was made, you know, during the 70s, during a Vietnam time, but the Korean War took place during the 50s. So a lot of the costume and lingo and everything like that is makes you feel like you're watching a show about the Vietnam War when in reality it's Korean War.
4: How recently have you watched MASH?
0: Very recently. Me too. I've been I've been I work from home, so I've been
4: going through It's on it. Netflix now. And so. yeah it's it's hard. Like I, I've got Portland Liberal Sensibilities and the first episode, their bunkmate, uh not yeah. not a Winchester, not a not a Major Frank. Yeah, it's spearchucker. Spearchucker. Oh Jesus. Yeah. What? No, I can't like I I shouldn't even hear that word. Yeah. Like why on That's television?
3: Somebody asked me the other day. Describe the Portland comedy scene. (laughs) We were talking about this. In six words or less. And I said, okay. Whoa, 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 (laughs) whoa, whoa. Whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa.
3: With seven.
4: (laughs) I know. And they corrected me on it.
3: Yeah. (laughs) And that is (laughs) like, it's like, all right, they just, you know, you can't. yeah, liberal Portland, mm, I, conservative comedy.
4: I I kind of fall on that side, but it's important, right, to yeah. have a place where you can try things and fail as a comic and maybe skirt that edge. But I think part of that though is also the repercussions of when you go over that. You need to understand what's going to happen.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, and I'm not. I'm not one of those people that, like, pushes the envelope or anything. And that's the the fun part about watching those old sitcoms. And especially for me, because, like, I'm trying to... It's like I never went to film school or anything like that. And so it's like, all right, I'm trying to learn. Like, all right, what's the structure? to writing these shows. And so it's like, you can watch any shows and like the structure structure is very, I mean, a lot of the old shows, it'll be like, there's one major storyline kind of going throughout, but it's like, they develop. It's like typically a storyline, B storyline, there's the act break conflict further into the stories. And then there's a head scene where everything comes and everybody's involved. And then there's a resolve and you go home happy. And when you watch online, so like I'll go on TV land because it's like a lot of times I'm in hotel rooms, I'm, you know, the show gets over with and I'm, you know, you, you hang, it's like, are right, you say goodbye to everybody. And at the, the end of the day, it's like, all right, you know, nobody there. So you're there by yourself. I wind up being in the hotel watching TV. You put it on TV land or Hallmark or like one of those old, and they have those old school sitcoms. And like, that's the best part. It's like, all right, we know that this day and age that we live in now and how kind of hypersensitive things can be but when you watch some of those old shows it's like oh my god i cannot believe what they were getting away with saying well they're definitely
0: products of a different time um oh god watching uh the dean martin roast how fucking drunk dean martin was (laughs) on national television just boggles my mind today I uh, I watched yeah. it. Uh, You'd uh, never
3: get away with it. Like, yeah. people be getting fired. Everyone's apologizing.
0: Oh, a, a
4: documentary with Paul Williams, though, who yeah. was in... He was like... He wrote all the songs in the 70s and 80s. the short Oh, little, yeah. I'm still or, here. What was it called? Is it Paul Williams or Andy Williams? Paul Williams. Paul Williams, yeah. yeah. And they show him, him doing... Like, he had a variety show for half a second in yeah. 1972 or something. And he is just blasted, like they don't make Quaaludes anymore, and that's because he probably ate all of them before he went on camera. Yeah. And him watching it, and watching him just be a
0: Ridiculous. altered mess, yeah. and
4: he's just like, I can't, just turn it off. And <laughs> like, I get it.
0: Yeah. Um, so, we struck on a note that I want to go back to here. You got a little defensive when he's talked about the style of Portland comedy scene. <laughs> and I wanted to bring up something that I thought was interesting, is that... Um, You're right to get defensive about that. Um, because the Portland comedy scene is a very specific scene, but this is my issue with it is that at some point in the last couple years, we created an alternative comedy scene. Um, That's more anecdotal than it is like set up punchline sort of a deal, more personal stuff like that. But it's still relatable enough to general comedy that it still kind of works everywhere as where the Portland comedy scene is trying to be an alternative comedy scene, but it's become such a niche scene that it no longer fits in the general context of comedy. So it's, it's trying so hard to be special that it's, um, no longer the same genus or species of the original comedy scene.
4: I, I'd, I'd say yes and no, because so within Portland comedy, you've got you've got a lot of like the alt and you have a lot of uh, niche groups. Like, um, you know, you, we have, for instance, uh, and she'll be here in Bend here in the near future, Caitlyn mm. Weyerhaeuser, who yeah. hosts the Les stand-up show. And mm-hmm. that's like a very specific, like, We're like queer people doing queer things and they have folks kind of walk, try to walk onto their open mic and it's, they're not a good fit. Yeah. But at the same time you have on the other end of the spectrum, you've got, you've got road dogs doing road dog comedy there and uh, everyone in between and they fall in different places on that spectrum. So you'll have like a road dog show up at Les stand up or the opposite happen where someone who is very, uh, very queer centric and very kind of, super alt comedy show up at kind of like an outer Portland. Uh, for instance, like I did a a showcase, uh, at the double day Inn, which is in like the deep heart of Gresham Mm -hmm. where I'm looking at my set list. Like, Oh, I, you know, I don't want to be like condescending and be like, Oh, they're not going to get this. It's not that it's not, they're not going to like this. Like I, they're just not going to find me relatable. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, and it's how many degrees away do you, are you going to write your material from because i mean you write up a you write a basic setup punchline but you need to go into an alternative comedy scene so it's more of an anecdote but then you get to portland where it's more alternative and then it's just a weird play on words and then you start to get into like the subcategories of portland where you're just making up words as you're going along and I mean, if you get into comedy making up words as you go along, are you still going to be able to write jokes uh, three degrees away from the general comedy idea of setup punchline?
4: Yeah, I I think you might run into that though in any bigger scene though where uh, it's it there's there's a certain cancerousness to bigger scenes where they just kind of devolve into in jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just <sighs> becomes. That's why like that's why I like coming down here and getting away from all that cuz I'm I can like do my crap, my say my dumb stuff mm-hmm. in to people who have never heard it before, aren't expecting anything in particular out of me or aren't ex- like they're not looking for a particular mm-hmm.
0: thing. Yeah. And Sean, you've been around more. Uh, like have you seen an alternative comedy scene that is as alternative as Portland?
3: I mean, see I'm one of those I've been it took Portland. I've spent a lot of time in Portland. I love Portland. Mm-hmm. I even joked about it tonight. I said, "When California runs out of water, I'm going to Oregon." And I said that just to be kind of a homer and make. But like when, like my trip, if I, if it did run out, run out of when it does run out of water, uh, I'm gonna move to Portland because I I I love Portland. It's such a cool, fun place. I don't think I do the same style of comedy. I think into my style of comedy is very storytelling uh but like punchy like i you can tell i have been on the road like and that and that's the thing like most places i go to like portland for me it's like even though i'm working harvey's and i'll be there uh april 30th through may 3rd <laughs> um like harvey's I, I love going to harvey's um and even though that's not the popular club, like there's two clubs, there's Harvey's and there's helium mm. and helium is definitely a lot more popular with the alt comedy scene. Like you could probably vouch for that, right? Oh, absolutely. Sean. Yeah. yeah? It's,
4: it's, it's, Hunts versus Heinz,
3: right? Yeah. And like, so what, 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 what would you say the Portland, uh, what would like on, on behalf of the comics, like what do they think of Harvey's <laughs> in comparison to helium?
4: Um, so it's the one where uh, pe- people, people kind of bag on it. They, 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 shit on Harvey's, uh, next to a helium. And, I, I, I'm too new to understand The depth and history of all that Like even Louis C.K. just shat on Harvey's in, in this thing that he wrote And he kind of, it was lightly Like People said it was a bigger diss than it was But to what you were saying So some of these comics that are working in Portland If they go to um, um, Montana Like how are they going to read there? Whereas you can go in both places and be yeah, just fine Yeah,
3: and that's the thing I mean, I'm one of those If it's good, it's good like, I'll, I'll listen to it. Like, if it makes me stop in my tracks and turn and, and begin paying attention, it's good. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm one of those, like, I go up, you know, I can walk into an alt room and, you know, start ripping into it. And it's like, if. Because I've been on the road and been in enough situation where it's like I've seen shit break down and you got to change gears. It's like that's always what it is. Like it's easier for me to go into an alt room than it is for an alt comic to go into a rowdy bar gig. Yeah. And like command that. Like whereas like as a road dog comic, it's like you're supposed to be, you know, you develop those skills where it's like, all right. Like it's like one night you're doing a theater and it's great. You know, the next night you're doing a rowdy bar gig. The The night after that you're doing a casino gig and it's a room where there's not that many people and they're all crazy old. The night after that <laughs> you're doing your Thursday through Saturday at a comedy club and then on Sunday it's a door deal at a whatever. You know, it's just like, it's such a hodgepodge of gigs and it's just, you learn, you can't go into it and do the exact same thing. It's like, I have to adapt this and I I'm in a new environment. I have to be likable and liked as quickly as possible. How can I make this room full of complete strangers that could not be coming from a different place than me? Uh, how can I make them like me as quick? And so it's like, you learn to kind of, it's like, you gotta be a chameleon. Mm-hmm. You know, it I like to we're... talk
1: about my butthole because everyone has a butthole.
3: Um,
0: it's very relatable. <laughs>
3: Everybody yes. poops. Everybody, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and and that's what and that's what. But that this what you have to realize. <laughs> I can do my butthole poops.
1: on the road.
3: Everybody has a butthole, <laughs> and it's like we're all fucking human beings. And when you bring it together. And every in realize it's like we're all just fucking people. And like you can do that, like your material's gonna go over. Yeah. You know, and so and and, and that's the thing. Like I, I love Portland, but yeah, it's a definitely an alt comedy scene. Yeah. And I totally get like, all right, why helium comics would uh bag on Harvey's because it's like Harvey, like, but this is the thing about Harvey's, like, I'm gonna be there. It's I the last time I was there it was Wednesday through Sunday. This time it's Thursday through Sunday. But it's like Thursday one show, two shows Friday, three shows Saturday, a show Sunday, and every one of them's gonna be packed. So it's why like, is it so
1: bagworthy? Like is it just like this is where all the yokels go? This is where the It's you where know, people from the farms come to laugh. Why, it, why is because it, it is a, a harder
3: because it's more of a conservative crowd. And oh, it's uh, so kind of. and that's that's what it is. It's like whereas it's like I know I could go into helium and rip. I'm going to I'm going to rip at Harvey. I'm bringing people in to take me because I know how to play that crowd. And I know like the acoustics are right. The sounds right. The lighting's right. You know, the audience is going to be packed if you know how to play to them. But like they will turn on you. Like, if you're one of those, like, and some people think, like, all right, I, you know, I should be able to say anything. Well, this is still a business. Like, there's still a crowd there. Like, I want to make them laugh. I certainly would way rather say something that's funny and gets the laugh than something like that's just pushed. Like, when I know I can say something that'll get a big laugh as opposed to something that's going to really push the envelope like i'm not interested in that right now nobody knows who the fuck i am i'm trying to get people on my side yeah and so like that's that's what it is like there'll come a day and age where i'm gonna want to say some fucking crazy shit but it's like i'm still just nine years into my career like i still have to play it safe to a degree because i'm the guy that's going into environments where it's like i don't know who these people are they don't know who the fuck i am i got to get them on my side like when it's my crowd Then I can say whatever I want. And I think a lot of people have that problem. Like, they go into it thinking, I can say whatever I want. It's like, well, it's not your crowd. And, like, a lot of Portland comics that are bagging on Harvey's, it's because it's not their crowd. Like, they don't know, like, I'm going to have more, I'm going to rip, but I'm also going to take a more conservative approach, approach into it because I know that's what's going to work as opposed to, like, You know, I could get off stage on the Thursday show. I'm I'm off at nine and go run and go hit some bar gig and do a completely different set because I want to rip in that bar the same way I just did at Harvey's. And that's the mark of a pro, like go into it and just do what you got to do wherever the fuck you are. Anybody that's bagging on Harvey's, it's like, well, you know, you're just I I can't take you serious yet. You know, like if you can go in anywhere and do it, like you're worth being taken serious. It's like, well, fuck Harveys, they're fucking so judgmental. Well, you're not a real comic yet. That's what I have to say. And there's a lot of comics in Portland that they think that they're real comics, and it's like, nah, you're still just an open micer. But like once you make the realization that it's like it's a business and it's like you gotta please these people. And it's like pleasing people is what sells the drinks. That's what keeps everybody employed. Like you got to recognize until you're a name and drawing people in and an actual quote unquote headliner, you're just the fucking closing act. I'm not a headliner. I'm a. Cl- I close. I close all fucking shows. Like it's like I. I have you know. Like that's how it goes, but you have to. You know, it, it, it's just like at, at a point, like it's like right now, it's like I'm a glorified beer salesman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I recognize that. Well, like, it's like, in general, right? All uh, right, like I'm, I, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm coming in. The, the reason, like, it's like we had a great crowd tonight. Like these people are gonna want to come back. They're, it's like it inspired. We had a great show. Like all of us together. You, uh, Jenny did well, Sean, you did well, Well, Ryan, you you did well, like everybody did well, we had a great show tonight, like inspired confidence Mm. in comedy, like people are going to come back.
1: We are a good reason to drink. Yeah,
3: exactly, but it's like everybody had fun, and that's the most important thing. Drinks were sold. Yeah. Like, everybody, like, when everybody does well and drinks are sold, everybody's happy, and we get to come back, and we get to do it again. Yeah. Like, people need to recognize
1: on the ground level, like, until you're an actual headliner, that's what it's about. I think the next step, too, is convincing and encouraging people to go home and touch each other a lot, and then... You know, yes. it'll be like, have oh, last time these guys were here, we got touched, and that was awesome. Let's yeah. go back well, to that. Thing. More I have gotten films. so many other dudes sexy. laid in my career.
3: And that, that's part of it, too. It's like when you go and it's like, all right, there's certain guys where it's just like, oh, I'm not that funny of a guy, but I'm a good dude, and girls like good dudes, right? In, in my career, yeah. I haven't even gotten me laid, so I've got a long way to go. <laughs> but you're, 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 four, you're four years in. See no,
1: our drive's talk- gonna be big for you. I've talked to like three dudes so far. It's awesome. <laughs> this is Trust this me, is you how just how gotta I wait pitch. it out. You
3: just gotta stick it out and it's gonna
1: happen. Oh, both. I stick it out. This
0: is how I pitch <laughs> comedy shows to dudes. Is I say, listen. Girls are looking for guys with a great sense of humor. So if you're going to take a girl on a first date, take her to a comedy show because halfway through the date, she's already laughing hysterically so that your job is done.
1: But don't open mic in front of her for the first time. No, do not do an
0: open mic.
3: Uh, (laughs) Definitely do not bring anyone you want to sleep with to the show until you're at least five years. Yeah.
4: Last weekend I had a friend who was visiting uh, from elsewhere. Like she's about to move to Portland and uh, she's like, oh, so you're doing comedy? Or do, can I, I? want to come to one of your shows. So I was like, oh. oh, that's not the best idea. And I went to Kelly's, which is uh, the early Mike in Portland on Sundays. Yeah. And I, I, I did that. We, we talk about whoa, 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 whoa comedy. Like I kind of pushed an envelope. I tried pushing some buttons and yeah. didn't craft it well. And I, the door slammed shut. And I, it was cold. Like they, like the arms. Everyone crossed their arms in unison. Ooh. And shook their heads at me and tisked. And uh, so I'm driving to Curious, which is the next mic on Sundays. And uh, my friend calls me. She's like, so I'm going to come and watch you. And like we had just met, like she flew into town, met the day before. Well, God, no, met that morning for breakfast. So the first Mm -hmm. time I ever saw her. And then she's like coming to this show. And I'm like, oh, you know, if you don't, if you're tired from walking around Portland all day, you don't gotta, I don't, <laughs> I I won't be offended thinking yeah. like the bead of sweat rolling down my head cause I just like chewed. I just like yeah. turfed. I'm under the stage. Like you don't need to, you can take yeah. a pass.
0: Yeah. That can get a little tough. Um, which actually on a related note, Jenny you performed in front of your parents for the first time my not too parents. long ago. So, do you feel that um, you obviously did a different set that night than I've seen you do other nights? Uh, you held back. You did. You whoa, 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 whoa a little bit on <laughs> your set. That
1: is true, but I did keep in a joke that I knew would make me uncomfortable saying in front of my parents.
0: Oh, and that's exciting! How did you feel during and after?
1: Um, I was nervous, but um. I knew they would still talk to me afterwards. <laughs> uh, but the really good thing was it was a really good show. Yeah. Uh, I got a great response. So it's kind of one of those things where sometimes my parents aren't that uh, supportive of me doing things. Like when I started roller derby, they're like, you're going to get hurt. That's a horrible idea. And then I got That's hurt. the point of roller derby. Uh, and then I was like, but I want to still skate. So I became a referee. And they're like, why are you spending your money on this bullshit? Um,
0: but this is one of those <laughs> things. Nice of Thanks, parents. This is one of those
1: things where somehow they're just like, That's great. You're gonna tell jokes in front of people. That's great. They hadn't seen me do it, but they're really encouraging.
0: More into that idea. And than I was like other, other I was super beings. freaking
1: out about it too, because it was like, I don't really want to talk about my vagina in front of my parents or things I do with my mouth or anything like that. <laughs> um so Isn't then, she well, such but... a Portland comic, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> I, like,
4: I, I've been talking to her. I'm trying to I get her up. I
3: feel like I look at you it's and gonna I hear your act, and I'm like, she's a Portland comic. Like, just in terms of like, and I, I, and I, know, I don't say that as a bad thing at all. Like, I, 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 I love going to Portland. When I go to Portland, I always, my description of it, and my favorite thing is, like, I started in L.A., which kind of sucks. Like, I would never, ever, when people ask my advice, they're like, I'm going to L.A., don't go to L.A. until you have something that, like, you're ready to sell, like, it's like, when you know, like, I got something, this is hot, that's when to do it, I, the only reason I started in L.A. was because I worked at the NFL Network, and I had a job that brought me there, but, like, it, I've been a road guy for the last six years, and I love being able to go in and out of the different scenes, and it's like, I'm here for two weeks, or three weeks, and it's like, not enough to ever be considered like, oh, he's one of ours. Like I'm just in and out, and it's it's really it's really nice that way. But it's it can be hard to set that up. But it's like if I had to pick, and you know, go between, you know, I've either been to Seattle or Portland. I mean, they're both great, and I say work both. Like if you get into Portland or you get into Seattle, there's no excuse, no excuse for you not to be working both scenes. Yeah. It's 180 miles apart. I'm at 300 fucking thousand miles on my car. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Uh, 300,000. They're 180 miles apart. Like, there's no excuse for you not to be in every single club between both of those. Yeah. Um, and they're both good scenes, and but they're both completely different. To me, there's more hand holding in the Portland scene. Like, it's like if you're in, it's like you're in, and it's a very big click. And it's like, if if you're, you're not, in, you're not, though. But, and if it you're it not, you're work. not. If you're not, you're not, but, like, it's a very big clip, but whereas, like, Seattle's very cutthroat. (laughs) Seattle, to me, is, like, better preparation to go to L.A., to be honest, like just in terms of like, all right, and that's why I say, work both of them, like go in and like learn how to network and get mm-hmm. in with people. But then also on, you know, know the like realities of it. of Like, all right, this is a business and like, people are going to try and undercut you and you know, bad mouth you and this and that it's going to happen. And mm-hmm. it's just, just it's like, like high school with
1: adults. It, and, is, and assholes. it
3: is. It is very much like high school and it's like that everywhere. And so like, I was like, I, even though I say that about there, it's like, that in LA and in San Diego and the Bay Area and like anywhere you go, like there's always gonna be those of politics, but it's like in terms of at least preparing yourself for getting to that point where it's like, all right, I got something to sell. And even myself, it's like I'm barely at that point where I'm like, all right, I got something you know to put out there. It's just like I've been out on the road trying to just get good and anonymity and that's what it's about. Like get your reps, get up, get good. Get yourself something ready you know, don't... The worst thing you can do is be like, well, I've been doing it for five years, so I should go to L.A. Like, no, like, the audience will tell you. Like, if you're going up there and just smashing every kind of impossible environment, then it's like, all right, I got something. Like, let me go show it off. Yeah. You know, otherwise, figure out a way to make it for you. Not everybody has to go that route. But, like, in comedy, it works for so many people on so many levels. And it's just a matter of, like, figure out a way where you're contributing You know, as opposed to just being another guy that's in the way or another comic, I should say, not guy, you know, just but it's like, you know, some people, they're just like, well, I don't do anything else. So I want to do this. It's like, you know, you should want to really aspire to get good at it. Yeah. Like if why else be in this? If you're not, you want to be as good as possible. Yeah. You know,
1: Totally. Yeah, well, so
3: I've,
4: I've I actually... Concur. <laughs> so I myself, so we talked, I'm hitting four years here pretty soon. But the first three, they're still like the first year of comedy for me. It's still really early for me. Like I'm just getting to the point where I'm starting to travel. Yeah. And like I came through with Doug and Teresa and they actually, they took me up to Seattle with them. And I got to say, it's really nice to travel to a neighboring comedy scene and get out of that scene mentality. Yeah. Because, one, when you show up in another market and you're like, hey, I'm a comic, they under- They just go like, yes, you're a comic. Yeah. And you don't have, like, you have a stink on you in your scene because <laughs> you're fighting for the same, you know, $5 showcase gigs yeah. as the 300 other comics that are in the, the 18 open mics with you every night. Yeah. So... You show up in Seattle, and you're like, hey, I'm Sean McConaughey from Portland. They're like, cool, awesome. Here, come and do this. Here's that. And they're, like, a little more friendly. They're, yeah. they're welcoming. Exactly.
3: That, that's my whole philosophy. I'm like, the stick and move. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, the one thing that I've heard more is that uh, when you sign up for an open mic, tell them that you're from out of town. Because oh. you're more likely to get stage time.
3: That's, like, the one time where the whole L.A. thing works. Yeah. Oh, he's from L.A.
4: So can we, uh, can we, uh, can I tell you a story about being Sean McBride? Okay. So this is when uh, I first became aware of you. I was in Reno for my day job and um, Wayne Walsh, I texted. Wayne Wright. No, no, Wayne Walsh. He's the guy, he was hosting the open mic at the third street. And I texted him like, hey, can I come get some stage time at your mic? And he says, yeah, if Wayne didn't scare you off. I'm like, that's a weird thing to say. I don't understand that. And Wayne Walsh? Wayne Walsh said that to me. But if what had Wayne happened is off. you had just come through, like, this was March, March 2012. And apparently, you had a thing with a guy down there. Oh my God. With Wayne Wright.
3: Oh my God. Wait, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh oh, oh this no. This is hilarious that <laughs> this is coming up. And I have just the right amount of alcohol and marijuana <laughs> in my system. Be very forthright Hit it. about this controversial situation.
4: Yeah, so I showed up and I'm like, "Hey, I'm here," and they're like, "You're not who we thought you were. You're not Sean McBride." I'm like, I assure you, I am, but not the one that you were you expecting. <laughs> <my>
3: license, yeah. <laughs> like, look it, man. Fucking check it out. This isn't a fake.
0: They photocopied it, and stole my identity.
3: Hold on, hold on.
0: <laughs> so what? What's what's the other Sean? What was the whole oh
3: my god controversy? It's fucking. What'd uh, you do? All right, so I was there. I've worked for so Susan Jones. It's kind of crazy. Love Let me Susan go back Jones. on this. Um, this is how Susan Jones came into my life. So Vic Dunlop, who I've talked about, the guy I was selling the DVDs for. Yeah. Uh, he, like a, a few months, like two or three months before he died. It's so crazy how everything works. Uh, he was. We were supposed to go do these gigs in Reno for Wayne Wright. And Vic got this writing job and couldn't do it. I'm like called Wayne and like had to back out. Wayne got pissed. I still wanted to do it because I was in like, I need the stage time. I want to go out. Like I, I recognize the value of the road and getting better in anonymity. And so I, I called up Wayne and I said, I want to go up and I want to do, I want to do the gigs, you know, even though, and he was just like, it's not that much money. Like for the amount of travel, like LA to Reno, he's like, it's basically a break even. I was like, it doesn't matter. Like I, I want to go do it. You can't Susan, say no to stage time. Yeah. yeah. Susan was the one that Wayne went and got to fill in for Vic. And so she came down, and that was how her and I met, and, like, we hit it off, and, like, she went after Vic passed away. I had basically lived at Susan's house for, like, six months because I was, like, I, had, I was so messed up. Like, I had opened for Vic for, like, two years, and it was just, like, it was crazy because, like, my whole, like, I was attached to him. Like, I was... I didn't have a career. Like, I was his opening act. So when he died, it was like, I didn't have any gigs anymore. <coughs> Sorry. Got, like, cut in mouth. <laughs> That's not tears. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay, um, Sean. Let it out, man. Just I'm very out. emotional right now. Um, I bring it back in. But, uh, <laughs> so Susan, I, I've, Susan filled in for Vic, and, uh... He uh, and, and like so I like I hit it off with her and like after he died, I was just like this. Like I don't have it. I was like, I don't know how to, you know, people were backing out like gigs were getting canceled on me. And it was right as my unemployment was running out <laughs> and after from quitting my job at the I quit at the NFL. That's what's so great about the NFL. Network, even though I quit at the NFL Network, they looked the other way on the unemployment. They allowed it to happen because they believed in me. The end of your fucking, future by firing I you. love, yeah. Or quitting. No, 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 by allowing me to quit. But, like, they gave me the unemployment, and so I'm grateful to them. Yeah. But so I went on the road, and, like, during that time, I was opening for Vic and never had to worry about how much money I was making, but it was like he died, and the unemployment was done, and it was like, what the fuck am I going to do? But I hit it off with Susan, and she said, come up to Seattle. I will get you gigs. And I went up and I basically lived on her couch for like six months and I was subletting my place in LA and was up there just like getting in and just doing everything I can. I mean, bare not even breaking even, like going hardcore into debt. Yeah. But uh that was like how I got up into in into the Northwest and uh, I spent yeah, that whole time.
1: She mama birded you.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <That's> adorable.
0: <laughs> it's mm-hmm. cute. And your awesome. wounds. She did. Um,
1: I would let that happen to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all righty. Quit your job.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> it'll all work out.
0: Yeah.
3: But, uh, oh, this is the controversial
1: over. part about Wayne. I
3: oh, forgot yeah. this. Like, yeah, this was like the whole part of the story was, uh, and I was like, I'm
0: like, there was something else there. <laughs> we were supposed to be doing something. We should at least come to one point sometime during yeah, this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, alright, I'm, I'm gonna open up that
3: part of uh, Susan being very nice to be at everyone else's thoughts. Uh, so we go. Right. Um, Thanks, Susan. But, uh, so anyway, I went back <laughs> after working with Susan that first time, and I worked in Reno two more times uh, because Wayne... Booked me and loved booking me for St. Patrick's Day because I had an Irish name, Sean McBride, and so like that was how I was getting booked. And like the way Wayne would work, it was it was like crazy. It was like you made seventy five bucks a show, but it was like you were the host, and it was but it was like you were the host feature. Like you would go. You would host and do 10 minutes at the top and then bring up a guest set who do time. And then you come up and do another 10 minute set and then bring up another guest set. And then you would come up do five minutes leading into an intermission, then come back from the intermission, do another five minutes and bring up the headliner. So it was like you had to start and finish four sets, which in terms of work, like that's fucking hard. But like when you're out on the road and like fucking doing it, you know.
0: You have to have you, like, you some gotta very do it. well-timed bits to do that.
3: It's, yeah, it was difficult, but, I mean, it was like, I love that challenge. And uh, so I w- I did it, and, I, I'm like, the best part about it was I was, like, uh, St. Patrick's saying, so, like, everybody was drunk and, like, yeah. people were being stupid. And, like, I would have them, I would have the announcer bring me on stage saying, like, from Dublin, Ireland, Sean Solomon McBride. And I'm coming up and be like, pride. this is my
1: first time performing in America. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Did you wear <laughs> shoes and a hat with buckles? I, di- I didn't. I should have. Oh. I should have. Next time. I mean, I would wear, I would wear
3: like uh, beads from like uh, New Orleans, New yeah. Orleans beads. Like I would wear like the shamrocks and shit like that. And so, yeah, I would get up and I would do like the first five minutes of my set with that Irish accent (laughs) and just see how long I could go before people realized this guy's totally fucking about it. And, uh, it it was a ton of fun and I loved doing it and I don't know what Wayne's deal was, but, uh, so we then I'll also say I'm, I'm gonna be fucking frank, and if he wants to call me up and talk about it, I don't think he's gonna ever listen to this. But if should this get back to he him, won't. I'm gonna own all of it,
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: and he can hear me say that right now under the influence of alcohol and
0: marijuana. I don't know what you're talking about.
3: Yeah, <laughs> we're we're not an Oregon no, Yeah,
0: this podcast um, won't come out until July, hopefully. <laughs> yeah.
3: So anyway second year, he has me back and he books me with DC Malone, Portland comic. You know DC? I don't. I haven't heard of Oh, that. dude, DC is the shit. He was in like rock and roll bands and was in like a comedy duo, like another old school comic who was friends with Vic from back in the day. And I always loved, whenever I can get to feature and I get to get paired with the, one of the old school guys that was friends with Vic, it's just great because we get to trade Vic stories and it's fucking <laughs> awesome. Of which I got some crazy ones, but I'm not going to get into that because this has just gotten already so fucking far. Yeah. off time wise Uh, but uh, anyway me and DC get and like totally and he's an Irish guy, drinker big time drinker, fucking awesome guy and we're partying having a great time and on St. Patrick's Day like that Saturday night shows he's like let's go buy a bottle of Jameson and bring it to the show so we can drink it in the green room and so (laughs) uh, And so I'm like, fuck, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a good, I'm a good opening act, (laughs) a good opening act. Like this is advice to all the comedians out there, like being that I'm in that like purgatory right now. Like I have to go back and forth, like just open for Augie Smith in Salem, Oregon and Nampa, Idaho. (laughs) So it's like you always go back. You're always that's the thing. First thing to fucking realize you're never that, but you're always somebody's opener. You know, doesn't matter how big you get. You're always somebody's opener And uh It's true, it's true You open for the open mic And so like Me, yeah I open for the open mic tonight We (laughs) all collectively The Sean McBrides How did you put it in your
0: Sean McBrides Oh, Sean McBrides Sean
3: McBrides, yeah Yeah, The Sean McBrides Yeah, yeah, yeah The three of us We're a group We're like the Kingston (laughs) Trio now (laughs) (laughs) The Sean's McBrides.
1: But there is a very big distinction made between the show and the open mic and the people who don't usually come usually leave at the end of the show.
3: There was a good amount. It seemed like a good amount of the open micers got people to come tonight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like I was like the amount of people that stayed. Yeah. And didn't have any interest in buying DVDs or anything. (laughs) They all stay for the open mic. Yeah.
4: Well you kept it going too. Usually when I go to a Chopin mic, mm-hmm. which uh, that's, that's not my word, but I a love it. A show and mic, yeah. uh, a mic with after a show is usually the host gets up, announces it's the end of the show, lets all the energy and the people out of the
0: room, and then yeah. starts it after a cigarette. See to no one. I did that and I pretty much just gave it a two second. Um, that was the show. Now's the open mic. Okay, now that half of you have left, now let's get into the open mic. But I do make a very clear distinction in between the show and the open mic, but I try to keep that energy going because there's a lot of open micers that bring people for the showcase, and the showcase makes sure that there's an audience for the open micers. Yeah. So it is kind of weird to do an open mic after a headline. I get has what you're doing done but it a sim it's a symbiotic relationship between the two that just works for this room. Yeah.
1: I think oh. it's awesome. And I think you do a good job and of it, keeping it going. So. And I I saw exactly how it
3: worked and that was the same logic Wayne was using when, like, you know, having like it's like he's basically having people doing open mic sets, but they're bringing people, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. that's why he was keeping them in there, yeah. And uh, the night when well, like when we were like getting just so I can finish this up, yeah. I like, feel like I have <laughs> to like put like that you, you got that, this, you got that's this what happens. Come on, um, you got this. he uh, it, it's like we go in, it's St. Patrick's Day, and like everybody's drunk, and we get this, we got the bottle, it's 12 year old Jameson for like 18 bucks that they got for sale at the uh the lees or whatever it's some asian liquor store in reno but they they've got advertisements all over sale and so we get it and we're, we're drinking that we're having a good time wayne is not happy that we're not buying drinks from him
1: oh no oh. yeah
3: that's what it is that is what it is because he was like he his whole thing is i judge comics half off for drinks Thinking that's a good deal. Like, okay. Uh, like So think it's really
4: him. over, like, $5 a wholesale liquor? So
3: it's like he we bring this <laughs> bottle in, and, like, he's not happy about it. And, nah, like, me and him, that. like, everything had been great. All, like, every show, like, the, the show's on Friday. The first show, or, like, in second show Saturday. And it's like, we have a very drunk crowd. And, like, Wayne, you can tell he's not happy, but it's like, whatever. Like, this is what DC wants. I'm being a good feature. I'm saying yes to everything. <laughs> whatever the headliner wants. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what you do. Can I smoke in your car? Yes. Do I like cigarettes? No, I don't. Can you smoke in my car? Yes, absolutely. You're the headliner. You can do it. That's how <laughs> it fucking goes. Doesn't matter. Uh, a, a, you know, like you want to do that. You want to be booked. You want to have a fucking career. Then you say yes to everything. <laughs> um, and so it's like we're we, we we got the booze and we're drinking and like Wayne's all pissed off and we're second show. And, you know, it's like you get to that point where we're in the intermission. And I do this thing. I used to do this thing. or I, Sometimes I'll do it. It depends on a bar. It's called Chug a Beer for the Droops, where I bring a soldier on stage and I ask everybody. You know, I do like a mock interview with them. And like we basically pound beers while the crowd's chanting, USA, USA. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the whole reason I... Uh- you know, you were complaining earlier about gimmicks and how you're so against them. But even though that is very patriotic, that is a very gimmicky thing to do.
3: Well, I mean, this is, this, but this is the, the, and I don't even do it that often. Yeah. Like, that's a thing. Like, I would do it, I do it in bar gigs, but it's like, again, it promotes drinking. Yeah, that's the whole reason why I do it. And like, I don't like doing it. I can pound a beer wicked fast. (laughs) So it's like it looks cool. Like because if I pull a big ass soldier on stage and then my little ass next to him and then I own him in a beer chug off, it looks (laughs) funny. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I also encourage everybody else to drink their beers and pound their beers. And my logic on it is you beat them. Everybody. Well, no, no, no. Why
4: why do you hate America, Sean? Uh, Yeah, come on,
3: Sean. (laughs) (laughs) My logic is everybody pounds their beers and then they got to buy more beers. Yeah. And so the, the bar makes more money off of the drinks and that's always what it comes back to. And so it's fucking stupid, but it's like I do that and I know, all right, Wayne's made it perfectly clear based off of his body language that he's not happy that we are drinking from the bottle of Jameson that we brought yeah. to the shop. So I'm thinking I need to sell some more drinks for Wayne. And so we get to the, we're like before leading into the, like, you know, sending them in for like the intermission when they're going, I'm like, let me see if I can get everybody's drinks, pound, drink, you know? Yeah. And so I do the chug of beer for the troops where I like invite anybody like, on behalf of the soldiers, please come down. you know, like, everybody pound their drinks. and like, I have everybody like standing, like everybody goes down there. And so Pounds their drinks and then like I send them in to the intermission. Like everybody needs new drinks now, and like we get done and I like go off the stage and Wayne fucking rips into me because he's like, "How dare you bring everybody onto my stage? You could have broke DC's guitar and I would have had to pay for it and just fucking." just rips into me like I've never had my ass all ripped into worse in my entire life and like i'm like halfway through this and i'm like this is not worth the 75 (laughs) (laughs) dollars you are paying me i don't fucking care like you're making me go up like do like a fucking 10 minute set 10 minute set five minute set five minute set and i'm selling and like you're gonna fucking do this over like us bringing a bottle of 12 year old jameson by the way yeah for 18 dollars (laughs) <laughs> like, appreciate the deal, Wayne. Jesus. That's what I'm saying.
0: So, Sean, I I was hoping that you would open up just a little bit more. Can you tell us a little bit more how you feel about this?
3: I'm disappointed <laughs> about how it all worked out. I enjoyed going to <laughs> Reno. <laughs> but we're not, And I, because and, Wayne gave me my check, and as soon as he gave me my check, and I took it, and I took my phone out, and I electronically deposited it into my account, And I looked at him and I said, this is probably the last time we're going to work together because I will never work for that price for what you've put me through ever again. Yeah. It's like, I'll put up with it. Like, but you're going to have to pay me. (laughs) Like, it's like, all right. And then it's like, and it's like, whatever. If you're still just going to be doing this bullshit, then fuck you, man. I don't give a shit.
4: So we have that to look forward to.
1: I think you should talk more about feelings. <laughs> <laughs> he well, it is feelers like, that's hurt. real though. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like that's like the kind of shit that it's
3: like you reach a point where it's just like that and that's the beauty of it. Like you get to there's always you can always go somewhere else. And if you work hard enough at this and like get to it even if it's just on like the bar gig or shitty gig level, you can always go like you can reach a point where it's just like you know what this is worth it.
1: Fuck you. I'm out. You know, I got money on him being mad about something bigger than that
3: Which, outside good of for that Wayne. Show. And I'm, I'm just done. I've it's been two yeah. years. I, I, well, Whatever. yeah,
4: some dudes are haunted houses like who knows what specter could have actually been the one that was, you know, it yeah. could have been a car that cut what him off that day. Analogy, but but that house. I, got I think, left a yeah. bunch of
3: money like he's like he's old money he got left a bunch of money it's not my fault your fucking parents left you with no incentive to work
1: i got ptsd from getting a lot of money (laughs) (laughs) yeah right (laughs) terrible
0: well this is this has been quite the podcast i've got to say (laughs) we're uh we're coming up on our hour here um so that Is the entire story of the Sean's McBride, uh, as far as I know, because I had talked to both of you. Both of you had mentioned something about this. This story specifically, uh, both of you had mentioned to me at an earlier time about uh, how you were confused. So that is that will explain everything.
3: Yeah, (laughs) as it should. (laughs) Like, it's got to get real. Like, that's like the I'm sitting here running through this in my head right now. And I'm just like, all right, like, that's the end of that one. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: you know, like, it's like, you know, how people like say, like, oh, you shouldn't burn bridges. I'm like, I just burned that one to the ground. <laughs> yeah. There's Sometimes nothing left. Sometimes you need left.
1: something to keep you warm. You know what? Yeah. And it's
0: fine. And I'm cool with it. Let the burning bridge yeah. light the path in front of you. Right? Well, it's not right. like that's the, the Letterman book. I'm just going to drink my pee. Deep, deep <laughs> Chopra <laughs> shit for you. Uh,
4: to, to paint Everyone. the picture for the people at home, uh, Sean is drinking a bottled water of An the Arrowhead rankest, darkest urine-colored beverage the we've tea. ever seen. It's uh-huh. a
3: tea. It's a metabolism-boosting tea that looks like a dehydrated urine. It's going to come out looking like coffee. <laughs> yeah. And, and so it looks like, like, and so every time anyone sees me drinking it, I get just, it's a plethora of why are you <laughs> drinking urine?
0: Because that's exactly It looks like, like
1: a trucker bomb.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: In a clear water bottle. Yeah. Some people, I recycle. I like to <laughs> 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 His The
0: inside of his car is like the boat from Waterworld. Where it's just all this stuff that he salvaged and then this weird makeshift MacGyver pump that he just pours his urine into, pumps it through and comes out clean water on the other side. And that's how he goes on the road. That's how you survive. That's how Costner does it. And that's how I do it.
3: (laughs) I believe in the soul, the cock, the pussy. (laughs) The scent of what was it? The smell of a woman's back. Uh, I've tried to do, what's the line from, uh, Bull Durham? No idea. Uh, I'm trying to run through it.
1: I'm too fucking stalled.
3: Oh. Uh,
1: I, I... <sighs> you can do I want to say I know what you mean, but I have no clue. <laughs> you know, like the has I any idea what you're talking about. On, oh, I don't I think I've
0: ever seen it.
3: it. You've never seen Bull Durham? No. You're not a big, uh... It's on my You're list. Not a sport Sportball guy.
0: Oh, sports ball. Sports ball. Don't, don't go there. Sports ball. Don't no, stop. That's
3: his own. That's his sports own ball. word. That's your own word. You told, you taught
0: me sports ball. Yep, sports ball. I like that. Yeah. More of a tour de France kind of guy. Yes, oh, the, the, but see here's the intrigue t- of professional here's what cycling me off about the Tour de France is that every tour that I've gone on. I like to take my time. They're going so fast during the Tour de France. They can't enjoy the tour that they are on of France. Like, if I was on a tour of France, I would want to go leisurely and enjoy the sights.
1: And probably not sit on your nuts the whole time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or nut, depending on what <laughs> eight time winner you are. True. <laughs> well, what
4: I like about that particular sport compared to the other ones, they're on drugs and everyone knows it. Yeah. There's no veneer of, well, there's a little bit of one, but that's because it came to the US. Yeah. That they're all just like, Taking all the all the drugs that they they can get into
0: their body and largely
4: to make their nut pain go away because they actually
0: sounds a lot like comedians. We're just doing taking all the drugs that we can to make our nut pain go away. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of out
1: there. My nuts are cushioned and kept on the inside because I'm not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies are just built properly. We don't sit on our nuts because they live inside our bodies. Ovaries are the gonads of the lady.
0: Uh, you are welcome. True. Yeah. Right.
1: I don't know if it gets if it hurts to get kicked in the ovary. I have no idea.
0: Well, well, this is something we just need to go solve right now.
1: I'd have to have surgery to be opened up, and then someone would have to kick me in the ovary for me to find out. <laughs> I'm just (laughs) to see if they were as sensitive as balls. I'm just picturing a little teeny tiny person coming up to to you during surgery. And
0: just hitting your ovary like a punching bag, just over and over again.
3: I don't know why it had to get so violent
0: so quickly. (laughs) She I don't know. She wants somebody to punch her in the ovary. Mm, I
1: don't think she does. I'm not gonna use them, so you guys they're, are full, they're so fat and full of babies that are never gonna be born.
4: <laughs> so. so you too are a haunted house.
1: Yeah. Of, un, <laughs> of unborn spirits. <laughs> True. <laughs>
0: oh
1: got a new nickname.
0: Cool. See, this I feel like that is my biggest argument uh, against or for abortion, is that if no, no, no. See, think and about the this podcast one. continues. <laughs> no, I want to. I want to. Th- I want to think about it this. Probably for a second. should have ended Get right before out. you said that. Is no because. Um, I have to pee. If babies are real <laughs> people, then they would be ghosts. Why aren't there a whole bunch of really haunted abortion clinics?
1: <gasps> or a, a ton of tiny little sperm-sized ghosts? Exactly. <laughs> They're like bees, Why? but
0: tiny. Right, I'm cutting this part out of the
1: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> keep it in.
0: Terrifying poltergeist. Oh, my hey, God. Hey, man, That's I a didn't get a lot of my on time, though.
1: so I think you should stay in.
0: Uh, we'll see. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get some plugs. We're going to we're gonna bring it to an end here. Uh, so at not Sean, S-E-A-N McBride. Yeah. Is actually S-H-A-W-N McBride. Yes. All right, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook—just uh, Twitter and Facebook. All right. yeah, I don't know, uh, and and, and
4: the, my Facebook is like my personal Facebook. I don't know when to like when to make the jump to to having like. A,
1: I just made a, a page like two days ago.
0: I saw that.
1: Just so I could keep my friends informed of when I'm performing, because a lot there of people are like. Yeah, I want to see it, and then I forget who those people are, and I don't see them often enough. Yeah. So I was like, eh, if I can just get this page going, and then I can not feel bad at all for just totally hammering it with all my scheduled stuff and just share stuff more often than I would.
4: Yeah, and I, well, I, so I think some of this is because I'm, you know, I'm in a scene of a lot of comics that are kind of crawling all over each other. There's you have to avoid trying to look like a tryhard. Which um, I, I was
1: really worried about that, but honestly, like everyone else is going to do it and it's just a part of the thing. Um, don't be afraid to let people know what you want, which is to follow your schedule. Right.
0: Exactly. And my dreams. Yeah. Yeah. And your heart.
1: Make those dreams come true.
0: And all right. Before. Jenny,
1: Instagram. Uh, yeah. I don't really post on it much.
0: At Crotch Rocket? What is it?
1: <laughs> you shut your whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's at Scotch underscore Rocket. Because I'm Scottish and I like to go fast. And you um, have
0: Facebook.com slash...
1: Um, I think it's Jenny Mac Comedy is the page. Jenny, Mac But if you search Mac. Jenny McPherson, okay. you'll find it. Right. McPherson is M-A-C. We've Sean. come to the
0: end. We have. Instagram, Twitter. I feel bad that I, uh, I missed that last little part. Ping. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, we were talking
1: about how, well, Ryan brought up how, oh, why Oh, God, please don't. No,
0: no, just don't. No. I think
1: it's good. No, it's horrible. Uh, no, why do you hear
0: this? Uh, no, you now don't. I'm interested. No, I'm, I'm trying to
1: turn so this into a thing. He's asking it's important. if aborted babies make ghosts, and I said, Well, what about all these tiny little sperm sized ghosts that are just flying around? There's got to be like, I don't even know the number for it. It's above trillions and billions. a bunch oh, of little yeah. slimers, billions okay. of billions. A, gu- a I mean, Google that's mass hollow. a Googleplex. I mean everywhere. everywhere. Something Something like like that. That. It's like infinity
3: um, of those. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you can't look at it. It's like, that's the thing. That, that's what makes it such a great debate.
0: Here, here, was, here was my
3: question. <laughs> right? Like, when Buzz. does it begin? Is it? Does it, become, it begin at sperm? Like, does it? Because technically, if you, like, you take it to its origins, then every time a guy ejaculates, and I'm not the first comic to say this, so it's like,
1: yeah, no, I'm not, fine. it's like,
3: every time technically every time a guy ejaculates then that's like millions of abortions yeah like when you break it down like that's what happens so it's like that's why it's like i don't know i find it hard to get on women i guess i find but, it really hard to as well like let's just take it into that let's <laughs> i haven't tried like yet ryan <laughs> wanted so badly to end this thing and i think for Not anyone that's Ben. Anybody that's oh like God. listening that actually makes it to the end, which I don't even think anybody will <laughs> No, but he's, um, it this I don't think party. this anybody... is the nugget. This is like the end of the yeah. Green Day Dookie album. This is oh, like... wait, there's another fucking song, kids. Um, <laughs> Jesus, like anybody you that did
0: yourself with that one. I, know, that, I don't
3: fucking <laughs> care. I'm 31 years old. Hidden tracks. But
1: still. Yeah. Good. Anybody,
3: Nobody. uh, if you can <laughs> make it to the end. <laughs>
0: So the idea was, uh, you you become a ghost when you are a person. So unborn babies, you never see ghost unborn babies. Because you see ghosts of, like, children. would that be
3: annoying? Fucking ghosts people? that just can't fend for themselves. But, yeah. And you can't get on them about it because they're fucking baby ghosts. And
1: they don't even stretch out. They're just, like, nah. Like, they're
3: just sitting there fucking crawling
1: I'm around. rolled up like a nugget. Dependent upon other
3: you
0: adult ghosts. How to float yet. If unborn babies were real people, you would see a lot more haunted abortion clinics. Now it's getting real. They would
1: try to grow out their fingernails so fast so that they could try to... Haunted washing
3: clinics. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they there's... Got... I saw... This is... I was in Montana.
1: They could choke you I was in Billings, Montana.
3: Court. And I want to get your guys' thoughts on this because it's like we're in a lot more liberal area. Jesus. <laughs> but uh, they had a billboard, and it was this little black baby. And, then it, and it said... Mommy, mommy, I have a dream too. Oh, that's wrong. Or like, and it was like like trying to promote. Don't
1: emotional pandering.
3: Thoughts, questions. Well,
4: yeah, because it's like it keeps the welfare queen scare going. And I
1: mean to just say all that you know a lot of this stuff is tied back to religion like you know you shall not spill your seed well, yeah. upon the earth and you, you know it's wrong to kill babies like i don't know if god ever said I, anything that's that there's, there's a- wrong to kill babies but there's a lot of people that point right back to the bible or whatever it is that they believe in and it totally doesn't look into science or people who don't believe in that so i think it's It's one of those things that everyone has an opinion on, and it's very. uh,
3: We are at the hour and a half mark of this podcast, Mm -hmm. and we've gotten very deep into the abortion debate.
0: All of this will be cut out. Don't worry.
1: Oh no! How bad? How much do you edit? Not much.
0: If any, not why much? do
1: you need to? It's not like it costs more. But to I put feel on. like the internet is this too long? Is the this way internet too long for the listenership?
0: My internet's actually do you have permitted? to do you have to
1: subscribe <laughs> to get the full. Don't yes. tell me you have dial-up with that MacBook.
0: <laughs> yes, I'm dial-up.
4: Can, can <laughs> we record a bumper where we tease this at the beginning and put it behind the paywall?
3: You could split <laughs> it sure. in two. Yeah. Yeah. Can we just like take everything out? Yeah. Like, you take certain parts out, like that whole stuff about me talking shit about Wayne. Right? You want to like take, just that, take out? that out? And are okay. just like, "Yo, Wayne, I can't wait to work with you again, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: we'll just do that. Yeah, let's do that.
0: All right, here's the story about. <laughs>
3: hey,
0: we just want to work with you, Wayne. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's what it'll sound like. I like it. I have no I'm idea what so... this is gonna sound like when it hits. I think the you air. should chop
3: this up big time.
0: Oh God, yes, big time. We'll do little segments. Like eliminate certain things yeah but the all issue is it. that there's no stopping point because everything just melded into the next thing so there was yeah. no our way. transitions
3: were great guys
0: yes, well on were. everyone
3: team well the issue fantastic was that four high fives all
0: around there was no transition from one subject to another it was just two subjects that overlapped at one point I never knew <laughs> when like it was my DJ. turn to talk yeah.
1: so I just had to slip myself yeah. in there every yeah. now and then yeah you you did. know what I mean yeah <laughs> s-
0: stop using that voice though into these men <laughs> didn't you the Do sean mcbrides can. the, the sean's mcbrides
1: to get a little talk we about. are in you what
0: <laughs> all righty sean twitter instagram at sean s mcbride for everything and facebook sean mcbride all right That's it, ladies and gentlemen. This has been... I want to have the most
3: (laughs) underwhelming sign-off of all time. That was what that was. And awkward.